Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. That wants God puts a hand on us nothing that can stop his love there's nothing that can stop his pursuit of us hallelujah father we we stand here this morning God acknowledging God acknowledging today father that Lord that without you we're nothing God we're weak we acknowledge your grace today that you gave us love when we didn't deserve love but you gave it to us Father because you're a God of grace but also Father we acknowledge today your mercy God mercy that says we deserved judgment but you gave us mercy. So, Father, we're thankful this morning, God, that we are recipients of such a great treasure and such a great blessing. Father, we're thankful today. And, Lord, this morning, God, as we stand in this room today, God, surrounded by friends and family, God, we make a public acknowledgement of you today as the Lord and the master of our lives. And Father, this morning, we surrender to you, Father. Lord, today we honor you and we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much this morning for worshiping guys I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me please to the book of Judges Judges chapter 4 Judges chapter 4 I want to bring a message this morning with a simple title, Rise Up. So many times, like on Mother's Day and Father's Day, you feel that you feel the pressure that what you preach needs to be directed toward moms if it's on Mother's Day and fathers if it's on Father's Day and the birth of Christ if it's on Christmas and Thanksgiving if it's on Thanksgiving and all that and uh, to be honest with you I just don't like that but I really felt impressed today with this message with this word that I want to share with you simply rise up throughout Bible 
history and throughout our history, times have been marked, things have been marked by people that would stand in the midst of difficult situations and they would rise up. And many times it's been women, females that have stood up in the midst of difficult situations and struggles and they've stood up and made a mark on history and some some had to be a guy that said it but somebody said one time that the only reason that God used women in ministry is because men were not available but I don't agree with that I, I think that's dead wrong because God died for the woman just as he did for the man. Jesus on the cross, listen ladies, you don't have to wait on the feminist movement to set you free. Because Jesus set you free on the cross of Calvary. When he died, he died for all. He didn't die for one or two. He didn't die for one gender and leave the other one out. He died for all. So I want you to know this morning that God's got a plan for your life. And just because you're a mom doesn't mean that life is over for you. Just because you're raising kids doesn't mean that that's the end of your story. As a matter of fact, I want to tell you today that for many of you, it's the beginning of your story because God's got such a great plan for you. So Judges chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 1. If you, if you don't mind, stand one more time. It's good for your health, good for your heart to do that. So uh, stand with us one more time. We're going to begin reading in verse 1 of Judges chapter 4. The people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. And the commander of his army was Sisera, who lived there. And then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. For he had 900 chariots of iron, and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly for 20 years. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. We go down to verse 6. And she sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh Natali, and said to him, Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, Go, gather your men at Mount Tabor, taking 10,000 from the people of Natali and the people of Zebulun, and then in verse 8, Barak said to her, after he argued a little bit and all that, he said to her in verse 8, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. Look at verse 9. She said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah, then Deborah arose and went with Barak 
to Kadesh. That little statement, then Deborah arose. That's what I want to talk with you about this morning. Father, we thank you today for your word. Now, Father, let your word go forth with power, with passion, and with boldness, and with the anointing, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. You can take your seat. When you think about Deborah, <clears throat> just to kind of bring you uh, up to what's going on, we're in the book of Judges, and it was a time that, uh, that the children of Israel were really without a leader. They were, were without uh, uh, anybody to guide them, and so uh, the people had begun to do what they thought was right in their own eyes and they began to do their own thing and it was it was one person after the other that would rise up they would go into bondage and God would raise up a judge that would come and be a deliverer Samson was one of those judges Gideon was another one of those judges that God used uh, and wrote and raised up to bring deliverance to uh, the children of Israel but at this time, Deborah is the only uh, one, uh, the only female that's mentioned uh, of a judge. And it was unique because at that time, uh, women wasn't looked at as very, uh, as especially uh, in the role that she was stepping into. The Bible says that, that uh, Jabin, the king of, of Canaan and Sisera, the commander of his army, uh, had greatly afflicted uh, the children of Israel with cruelty. For 20 years they had been in bondage. And Deborah was a prophetess. Now what, what, uh, what that means simply is that Deborah <clears throat> had the anointing on her life, the ability to hear from God, uh, and she would hear from God and tell the people. The people would come to her with different problems and different situations. And she would pray and hear from God and give them uh, direction and give them the answer that they needed. So she was considered to be a prophetess. If you look down through the Bible, there are several occasions where God used women as prophetesses to speak to his people. And so <clears throat> Deborah served in this role. And somewhere apparently in the process of that, God gave word, gave Deborah a word. And it was a word that that caused her to rise up. It caused her faith to stand up. It caused her to stand up and, and, and go against the tide uh, that, that was coming against her nation. And so she stood up and the word that God had given her was that it's time to challenge Sisera. It's time to challenge Jabin. It's time God was saying, I want to bring uh, my people out from under the hand of 
of this taskmaster and this bondage that, that they're in. And so we see that Deborah stood up, and Deborah is an example, ladies, this morning, of what I believe that many of you possess. Deborah had a, a tenacious faith. She had a faith that, that would lock on to something, and it was like uh, a bulldog. Once it gets a, uh, something in its grip, it won't turn loose. Remember several uh, years ago, uh, we've got uh, uh, a... Uh, what have we got? A golden retriever <clears throat> at the house, and, and he's a huge dog, big golden retriever and uh we always let let him out and let him run around and and uh ashley uh has got uh a pit bull and they were out running around in the yard and and we were we were just playing around with them well the the golden retriever uh apparently got between one of us and the pit bull and the pit bull thought that that uh he was harming us, so they got tied up in a fight. Well, you know how the pit bull is. He grabbed uh, Zeke, which is the, the retriever, by the throat and just locked on. And uh, Zeke was just down on the ground about to pass out and struggling. And I was standing there, and I I beat and kicked and, and <clears throat> to no avail the the. The pit bull just had that death grip and wouldn't let go. And so finally, all I knew to do was choke him. And so I began to choke him. And I choked him until he literally passed out before he turned loose. Well, not only, and I wasn't going to tell this, but uh, happy Mother's Day, you know. But... Uh, but, but Tank, the, the pit bull, just fell over and, and quit breathing. Zeke got up and ran off, and now Tank's laying on the ground not breathing. Ashley's standing there screaming, You killed my dog. You killed my dog. And I'm, I'm there. What else could I do? You know? And... Uh, and so there's Tank laying on the ground, not breathing. And I, I uh, start uh, compressions on him. And, and Tank continued to lay there, not breathing. And you got to get this, you know. If you don't have a bunch of girls around your house, you, you can't probably get what I'm saying. Everybody was screaming. And, and crying, and everybody was panicking. I'm the only sane one in the bunch, all right? I, I'm the only one that, that's calm and cool, and, and I know that if something don't happen, and I'm praying in tongues under my breath, that God would raise this dog up because I know if he dies that it's going to be bad around my house. And so, so anyway, he's not breathing, so I just grabbed that dog by the mouth, and, and uh, closed his mouth, wiped his nose off real good, and started breathing in his nose. And I gave that dog mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. God honored my mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. 
and that dog got up. When, when he opened his eyes, you should have seen the look. He said, oh, my Lord, what is going on in my life? I got a human that's kissing me on the nose. But that wasn't part of my illustration. The thing was that when, when he locked on, it was impossible to break that grip. And that's bulldog faith that we've, we've heard of before. But Deborah had this bulldog faith that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna back up. She was bold about it, and and uh, she pursued what God had shown. Even, even though that at that time she didn't have the rights of a man, she wasn't allowed to do things uh, that a lot of men would do. But she had a word from God. And I want to tell some of you ladies here this morning, because I really believe today that there are those that are here this morning that you you have been oppressed, you have been struggling with some issues, you have been battling in some areas of your life, and it's all, uh, it, it can be compared to the cruelty uh, of the hand of, of a taskmaster that's over your life, that's commanding you and directing you, and, and you're struggling and battling in this situation. But I want to tell you this morning, maybe you've looked outside and you said, God, I'm not big enough to handle this. I'm not able to deal with what I'm going through. God, I'm facing some mountains that are much higher than I can climb some valleys that are too deep for me, and I just don't know what to do. Maybe it's something from your past. Maybe it's some issues from your past, or maybe it's some issues in your present. I don't know, but I believe this morning that God dealt with me last week on this, this subject that I'm talking about this morning. And, and I want to just tell you today that, that God is saying, rise up. God is saying, rise up. And you say, but pastor, you don't understand where I am and you don't understand what's going on in my life and you don't know uh, the many times that I've wanted to get up and deal with this situation, but I've not been able to. Well, one thing is different today, ladies, and it is this. You cannot do what you need to do on your own. You cannot deal with your issue and with your situation by yourself. There's got to be one bigger than you that will come in alongside of you and help you. And maybe in the past you've tried, but you've realized that it's too big and you've given up. Maybe you've tried medicating. Maybe you've tried counseling. Maybe you've tried all these other things, but still you've not been able to get up. But I want to tell you something this morning because I believe today that God sent me here this morning to give you a word. You see, you don't. You, I want you to get what I'm saying. There are many battles and many issues that I've faced in my life and many struggles that I've dealt with that looked hopeless and it looked as if I would not be able to get through. It looked as if I was going to lose the battle. But I found that there that is in those times when I am at my lowest point, you know, 
Paul said in the book of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12 along about verse 9 when God, uh, Paul was praying to God and said, God, I've got this thorn in my flesh and, and, and I prayed and prayed and prayed, God, that you would get this thorn out of my flesh and I've struggled with this thorn and finally God spoke to Paul and said this he said son I want you to know that my strength is perfected when you're weak man that that goes against all of my thinking it goes against all of my education and all of my understanding when God says my strength is made perfect in your weakness So I want you to grasp that this morning, that in your weakest time is when God sometimes comes in and says, okay, you're weak, but I'm not. And I want to share with you a word this morning that I believe is going to empower you to rise up and to stand up. The thing is, ladies and gentlemen, that in those times when I was at that low place and I felt like I was losing the battle, I would always find myself either in my prayer closet or I would be at church somewhere. Many times I would be at church and I would be listening to a message and, and, and the preacher or somebody, God would use a prophet to come and say, listen, I don't know what's going on, but I just want to give you this word. And that word would be a lightning bolt that would zip into my spirit and I would go and I would say wow I've got a word from God now listen when you get a word from God there is nothing in hell that can stop somebody that is armed with a word of God that's the reason that you've got to realize that God uses many different avenues to put word in you God uses many different uh, people that can put word in you, but when you get a word from God, it is a game changer. Our problem many times is that we try to fight battles. Listen, and I want to say something this morning that might, that might mess some of you up, but listen, you can read the Bible, you can quote Scripture, you can do all of that, and the problem might never change. But when you begin to walk in the Spirit and you begin to allow the anointing of Holy Spirit to work and to breathe, listen, the Word of God is the principle that I follow. When I read the Word of God, that is a principle that I am reading about who God is it tells me what God can do. It tells me what I can do. It tells me what I don't need to do. It reveals the path that I need to follow. Uh, it, is, it is the basic instruction before leaving earth. It is the principles that God wants you and I to go by. And the reason many times that we fail is we don't know the principle to apply. When you're looking at finances and you want to be successful in finances, what do you do? you apply certain principles uh, about finances to your life and that's what you go through but listen a principle won't do the job for you a principle is simply a way of doing something it then becomes my responsibility to know the principle and to walk the principle out and what Holy Spirit does is Holy Spirit works through the principles of the word of God 
Holy Spirit comes and says, you've got that principle in your life, and, and without me, it's just a principle. Without me, you know what the Word says, but you can't seem to get it to work for you. But when you apply the Holy Spirit to the principles of the Word of God, and they begin to operate, and the anointing of God, listen, that's the reason that Jesus said that when the Comforter comes, that he's going to send, he said the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, will reveal he will guide, he will empower, he will enable you. Jesus said the, the, the Holy Spirit will show you all things that I have said. Get what I'm saying? Listen, there, there are millions and millions of people that are gathered uh, in houses of worship today and, and across this nation today that are reading the same Bible that you are reading. And they're hearing a word from God. But listen, what we fail to understand is that when I get a word, when I read the word, I am reading a principle. I need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to begin to work in that word and to work around that word, to bring that word to life in me. And listen, that's what happens when you look in the Bible and you see people like Deborah that would rise up. She was just a woman. She was just a woman that said, and she would hear from God but she got a word from God and the spirit of God began to breathe upon the word that she got and she began to walk that word out so it's one thing to have a word from God but it's another thing to allow Holy Spirit to begin to move and work in that word and to bring that word to life listen all down through scripture we've seen women uh, ladies like Esther that, that was just a, a, a young Jewish girl. But yet God began to do things and began to steer her life, and she wound up in the palace. But she didn't wind up in the palace at just any old time. She wound up in the palace at a specific time that God said, you are here for a reason for such a time as this. Listen, Esther couldn't just say, well, I'm queen now, so I've got it made. She had to realize that there was a higher purpose in her life. Ladies, I want you to know God's got a higher purpose than perhaps what you've been looking at. You've been looking and seeing all the struggles and all the pain, but God's got a higher purpose for you. Mary, the mother of Jesus, that was just a young virgin girl, that, that was just a common girl, but yet something drew God to her. God was drawn to Mary, and God sent an angel and spoke to Mary and said, Mary, you have found favor with God, and you are going to carry the seed for the Son of God. And Mary had to walk things out. I was thinking this morning of, of uh, women in, in history that have made an impact on people's lives and, and had an impact on society. And one of those that has always stuck out with me is a lady by the name of, of Maria or Mariah Woodworth Edder. Uh, some say that she is the mother of Pentecost. And uh, Miss Edder uh, was, was just 
a housewife. Uh, and But she was born uh, uh, to uh, a, a family, and her dad died when she was 11 years old and left her mom, and, and she had seven siblings, and her mom raised eight kids uh, by herself. And, and so uh, Miss Edder struggled throughout her life, and at 16 years old, she got married, and she married this guy, and, and they had eight children. And, and uh, during the time that she had these eight children, uh, her life became plagued with tragedy and, and struggles, and, uh, and she wound up losing seven of her eight children to sickness and disease. She was depressed and struggling, feeling like she was needed to give up. But God began to deal with her. And then she started getting sick. She got sick and began to struggle with disease herself and battling. And she began, uh, during this sickness, she began to have visions of children that were in heaven and she had visions of the lost that were suffering in hell and and she lay in bed uh, late one night after having one of these visions of people suffering in hell and she looked up to heaven and she said God if you will heal my body and give me strength I will stand up and I will declare your word to this generation and the Bible uh, uh, the history says that that God uh, not only healed her completely, but God gave her the anointing of the Holy Spirit and she began uh, to preach and began to speak. And, and she said that night as she lay in bed that it felt like somebody poured liquid fire over her body and she got up out of bed healed and restored and made whole. And God set her before hundreds and hundreds of people preaching the gospel and declaring the word of God. And she became known as the mother of Pentecost but she didn't start out that way she started out as about as low as you could get she started out in a struggle but she got a word from God because she cried out to God this other lady that I want to tell you about her name was Sojourner Truth she was an African American girl that was born a slave and lived in New York she was later sold to a second owner which paid $100 for her. And she came into that home and, and uh, struggled and battled. But uh, she overcame all of that stuff. And she's well known for a speech that she, she uh, delivered in Ohio in 1851. And the title of that speech was Ain't I a Woman? You need to read it. Ain't I a woman? She began to deliver that speech, and God began to use her uh, to, to speak uh, to people. And, and her story says that she had such a hatred for white people that, that she didn't even want to be around them. And as God began to work in her life, and, and she struggled to forgive, and she struggled uh, to get past her past, but as she began to minister for God, uh, the story goes that, that God began to work in her and deal in her life. And she said, I was able to forgive not only those that had harmed
harm me. But she said, I was able to look at all men, no matter their color, and look at them through the eyes of Jesus. And I was able to love them all. And she made an impact on history. Why am I telling you this this morning? I'm telling you, ma'am, that it doesn't matter where you are, and it doesn't matter the struggle that you are in or the battle that you're facing. If you will look up to heaven and pray, God will give you a word that will empower you and that he will anoint you to come out of your struggle. And I have to talk about my mom that with six kids and a husband that had three major heart attacks and lost his ability to work and provide for the family. And there was my mom there was six children with no groceries coming in, no money coming in the house, and, and no food in the cabinets. And my mom would get out in the field and work uh, 10 and 12-hour days out in the field uh, helping to pick cotton and doing stuff like that just to earn enough money uh, to put food on the table. And she would come home that evening and, and work and labor. And, and not one of us children ever walked out of the house with our, without our clothes being ironed and never did we go out of the house without wearing clean clothes and and we had holes in our clothes many times but mom always patched them up and and did all that and she is the same mom that walked through the door of the hospital room when my dad was laying there and the doctor said he's gonna die there's nothing we can do for him we're gonna we've given up on him and dad was laying in that bed unconscious and mom come walking through the door of, of his room uh, my little meek, uh, uh, graceful mom came in wringing her hands and crying and walked over to uh, dad's bed and reached over and laid her hand on his chest speaking in an unknown language and daddy said immediately he almost came up out of the bed as the anointing of the Holy Ghost moved over his life. He got up out of the bed and began to, uh, began to live and God uh, uh delivered him and healed him and at 76 years old he passed on from this life into the other when the doctor said 50 years ago you'll not make it through the night or you're not going to live to see uh, your next birthday but but listen he had a wife that believed that nothing was impossible with God mama I want to tell you something today you might be in a situation that looks hopeless and you might be dealing with people that you think are hopeless but I want you to know this this morning that if you get a word from God that is all you need you don't need anything else you don't need somebody to come and tell you how to do it you just need that word from God and if you get that word from God and begin to walk and declare this word is from God I'm speaking this word over my children I'm speaking this word over my family I'm speaking this word over my mind I'm declaring to my mind you're going to get right with God. I'm declaring to my spirit, you're going to open up and begin to hear God. I'm declaring to the depression, you've got to go. I'm declaring to the oppression, you're no longer wel welcome in this house because I've got a word from God. Listen, things will change when you get a word from God. Listen, I'm reminded of the story in the book of Matthew chapter 9 of the woman that had the issue of blood. 
The Bible says that she had this issue for 12 years. And that she had sought the help of physicians and sought the help of others and spent all that she had. But she heard that Jesus was in town. Get this picture. She wasn't even supposed to be out in public because of this issue. This issue had closed her in. This issue had dominated her life. But she heard that Jesus was in town. She heard the word was in town. And she said, you know what? I know that if I can just touch his hem, the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And I want you to get this picture. Here's this woman that nobody's, anybody that touches her is defiled. She's not supposed to even be out in public. But she heard that Jesus was around. So it didn't matter to her what anybody thought. It didn't matter to her what people said. It didn't matter to her what people would say when she said, excuse me, but I got to get up here. And she pressed through the crowd. She pushed through all the words. She pushed through all the obstacles. And she touched the hem of the garment of Christ. And the Bible says that immediately she was made whole. You see, ladies, today, I want to tell you that God wants to work in you. God wants to do something great through you. But you've been hit with all of these issues and you've been hit with all these circumstances that have knocked your feet out from under you. But I'm just telling you today on this Mother's Day 2019, it's time to rise up. And you say, but Pastor, I can't do it. I am, I, my energy is depleted. I'm not able to do it. I'm telling you, you get a word from God, you can rise up. Can I give you one more and we're going to close? The woman of Canaan that had the little child that was vexed with the devil, she went to Jesus. And she said, Lord, can you heal my daughter? Can you heal my child? And the Bible says that, that when she came and, and spoke that to Jesus, that the disciples looked at her. Jesus didn't say a word. And so I guess when Jesus didn't respond, the disciples said, well, we need to run her off. And so they looked at the master and said, do you want us to send her away? And the Bible says I'm not, that Jesus said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Matthew chapter 15. The Bible says that when Jesus said that, she came and began to worship him. And then he said this that would run most of us off. He said, it's not meek for me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, you're telling the truth. 
yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. See, there's a place in your situation that you struggle and you battle, but then there's that moment that something comes out of your spirit, something comes out of your mouth that changes the whole situation. I've often wondered, why did Jesus speak to her like that? Why did Jesus respond to her in the way that he did? He didn't respond to the woman of Samaria like that. He didn't, he didn't tell her, you're no good, you've had five husbands. He didn't say anything like that to her. But yet this woman comes on behalf of her child that's being vexed by the devil. And first of all, Jesus ignored her. And then he said, look, it's not, I can't take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. And I've often wondered, why did he respond to her like that? That's, that's so harsh. But you know what I think Jesus was doing? I think Jesus was saying that to her to stir something up in her and to cause that tenacity of faith to rise up. You see, most of us, when he didn't answer, didn't say anything, we would take that as rejection. She didn't take it as rejection. She just began to worship. You see, there's got to be a place in my life that when I'm facing these insurmountable odds and I'm dealing with these situations that are so much bigger than me, I've got to re realize and recognize that that, that is not that God's not turned his back on me, but I've got to recognize that I've got to dig a little bit deeper. And that's what Jesus did for her. When he said, it's not meat for me to take the, the children's bread and cast it to the dogs, she didn't look at it as a dead end. She didn't say, well, God doesn't love me and run away. She didn't say, I'm going to find me another church and go to it. She didn't get mad with a pastor she didn't get mad with a Sunday school teacher and say they don't like me, so I'm going somewhere else. She didn't get mad with, with everybody around her and say that it's your fault and, and here I am, poor, poor, pitiful me, and, and, and run off. But she recognized that there was something there that, she, that God had that she needed and that she wasn't going to quit just because it wasn't going her way. Listen, can I tell you something this morning? There are times in your life when you've got to keep pressing and you've got to keep pushing, but you never know when you get to that place where God's going to say, my goodness, I've never seen faith like that woman's got. I've never seen faith like she has. Uh, this, this is such a great faith. And that is when God's going to look into your situation and said, woman, uh, great is your faith. And the Bible says, even as you you desire it it is done that God brought healing to her child but it would not have happened had she turned around and walked off you see what God is wanting us to know is that there's a Deborah in all of us and I'm talking mainly to ladies but there's 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 that anointing is in you guys but there's a Deborah in everybody there's a woman that's got a child that is being vexed by the enemy in many of us today.
There's, there's people here this morning that you've got an issue like the woman with the issue of blood and you've dealt with that and battled with that issue for years. But can I tell you something? There's a place that you get to if you will keep pressing into God and keep pushing and keep seeking God. There's a place that you'll get to when heaven will say, okay, I've heard that. I see the faith that you've got. I see your perseverance. I've heard your cry. And the anointing of God will come and move on your life and your situation will change. Rise up. Rise up. Stand up. Because this is your hour. Stand up. The situation you're dealing with right now is not the end. God's got something greater. Amen? He's got something greater. Those of you that are going to be baptized, Pastor Tammy, you can go ahead, go ahead and get, get ready for baptism. But I want you to stand with me, please. I know it's Mother's Day. And I know everybody's got the things that they, they want to do and all that, and I understand. I'm going to ask uh, Jordan and him if, if you guys will come. It's a couple of you guys, if you can, come up here and get this uh, panel down, if you, if you don't mind. But I just want to simply ask you this morning. Maybe you are a mom who's dealing with struggles and battles. And maybe you've lost hope. Maybe, maybe you said, I don't know how I'm going to get past this. But can I tell you this morning, God is on your side. God is on your side. So I want to encourage you today, and I want to pray over you this morning because I believe that God is going to inject a strategy and a word into your heart this morning that's going to change your life. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Father, God, this morning, God, as we've read in the Word, as we've looked in the Bible, God, at, at ladies and women that you have used over the course of history to change lives. And many of them rose up out of weakness, rose up out of struggle, and rose up out of tragedy. God, to make a mark on history. There are moms that are here this morning that many of them that have come uh, from, from uh, past that were... Uh, that were scattered with, with abuse and, and addictions and things like that. But, Father, they've overcame. And, God, they're here today as a testimony of your greatness. Father, this morning, I ask you today that, Father, over these mothers, over these moms, that you would bless them. God, that you would put your word in them. God, today, that those that are facing the struggles and those that are facing the battles, God, that they would be able to overcome. God, that you'd give them a strategy to be able to rise above. God, I believe there are some Deborahs that are in this house today. 
that you're wanting to raise up to bring deliverance to their families. God, I believe there's there's some that, that Father, that are uh, praying on behalf of their children. God, that you're wanting to raise them up and use them for your glory. So, Father, I ask you today to move over their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.